Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 351, the Christmas edition. Of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there here in the happy, happy holidays? Merry Christmas. Hope everybody, hope Santa finds your homes. Uh, whenever you happen to be listening to this, I'm recording this on, uh, Christmas Eve at about uh, three o'clock. So, uh, just getting ready to head out to the, uh, to the in-laws here. So figured I would get this in. I have been very tardy in the last couple of weeks here with doing episodes and everything. Um, I want to apologize to everybody. Um, I know, uh, as soon as the new year hits, we'll get back on, uh, on a regular schedule back to the Wednesday, Sunday action, hopefully. Um, uh, yeah, I just want to, uh, but I wanted to get on here because I'm not, I'm, I'm going to try to do one before the new year, but, uh, in case I don't, um, yeah, guys, it's just, uh, just a lot's been going on. No, I mean, not only Christmas, obviously, and you know, everybody's busy this time of year, but, um, just, uh, uh, transition at work. Uh, I start my new, my new job on the, uh, on the 2nd of January. I'm in a new department, uh, so, you know, and there's a, a bunch of, uh, and I'm training, training a guy right now at my old job. So I've been doing that and, uh, it's a bunch of online courses and such that I have to do for this new one. And, uh, yeah, so it's been a little hectic to add to Christmas and everything else. So I have to be completely honest, the kind of the, the, the podcast kind of got put on the back burner here for a little bit. So, um, but nonetheless here now and, uh, I have a guest today. Oh, do I have a guest? Oh, yeah. Old uh, Alec Olin Salem from the Five for Fighting podcast has joined me. I always refer to him and, and Jay as well. Jay's the, my Southern Pro Hockey League guy, and Alec is my East Coast guy. So he's, uh, so we got a hold of, I got a hold of Alec, and we sat down, and we kind of did, uh, you know, they always have the kind of the, the, the State of the Union, uh, address. Well, we're gonna have the State of the East Coast Hockey League. That's kind of the quarter pole mark here. We're gonna, uh, 
who's been hot, who's been not, and surprises and disappointments, and uh, who to watch out for, and who left. Uh, we're gonna Alec and I cover all of that. So, um, and like I said, he follows the league, so I wanted to get him on and get his opinions. So, yes, that is coming up. Um, I'm not gonna. Uh, ramble on and on today about everything and it's it's the holiday season so I'm going to stay positive I am not going to yell and scream at every at anybody although after reading the Facebook group last night I could have easily played the Grinch and yelled and screamed at a few people ex-players included but I will not um it is the holiday season and uh I'm not uh I'm not going to do that I do have right we got hockey cards because of course i've been at dollarama numerous times for, uh, so uh what are these are upper deck uh what year 91 92 so i'm going to open this right now well no first i'm, gonna, I'm not going to open this first um well, i can't open it anyway apparently holy I, I i think father time has like has sealed these things permanently okay hold on. seriously Oh, there we go. Don't want to, you know, in case there's a Carl Dykos rookie in here, I don't want to bend anything. So, there we go. Okay. Um, oh, there's a rookie right on top that I don't want to bend, though. Um, okay. Um, first things first. Member of the Hockey Podcast Network, 100 shows in the network. Terry, myself, I'm the original content creator side, along with Terry Ryan, uh, my boy Joel, Joel Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles. I haven't talked to Joe recently. I'm going to ask him if he's been if he's been bumping that Boney M Christmas album. A couple years ago, I was talking about Boney M, and he didn't. Uh, he had no idea what I was talking about. So, but I'm sure he rushed out and picked up the uh, the eight track for the car. And uh, yeah, he's he already. Oh yeah. Or maybe some little uh, Ann Murray's greatest little snowbird, little Ann Murray. Yeah, oh yeah, yep. Uh, these are the things that I grew up with at our house. Yeah, every Christmas, Boney M blasting. Yep. Uh, but and then of course, as I said, Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast. Of course, uh, both guys with tremendous back catalogs, and uh, yes, I highly recommend. Listening to their shows. Well, there, that was a goddamn. That was a fucking full throated endorsement, wasn't it? Holy shit! Um, <laughs> sorry, I was. I've actually, uh, as I'm talking, I was kind of looking over at the corner at the at my wife's Christmas presents, and I was actually wondering. I, I thought I lost one, but there, I saw it over there. So there, there was my introduction, but I wasn't really paying much attention. I should probably wrap a few things. Oh, thank. I'm, a, I'm the gift bag guy. I don't wrap anything. I just throw everything in a gift bag and tape. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you happen to be on the YouTube, I'm sure this Christmas you're going to be on the YouTubes hiding away from the brother-in-laws and everything else in the back corner. Go to the Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel. Maybe subscribe. I have over 2,000 videos, so you can get lost on that rabbit hole. Grab your eggnog and rum. Go off in the corner and start scrolling. You'll be entertained for hours until it's time to head out. Um, yes, fourth line voice on YouTube. Uh, check it out. Subscribe to the channel. If you watch a video that you enjoyed it, hit the little thumbs up button. I know it's corny, but like YouTube loves that shit. It's like helps in the algorithms and stuff. So definitely I would appreciate that. And if you're on social media, fourth line voice on Twitter or X, uh, Instagram, I'm fourth line voice THPN on there. Gotta say, I'm not, 
I'm pretty, I'm a novice at the Instagram. I gotta say, maybe, uh, you know, I, I gotta work on that over here in the new, come the new year. I can't say I'm a big Instagram guy though. I'm, I'm not really, I don't like it for some reason, but I may, I haven't really, I'll give it a chance. So, but yes, I'm on, and then of course on Facebook, Fourth Line Voice. So please subscribe to the channels and, uh, that'd be cool. And download, don't stream. That's how we get paid. So, and whatever podcast you happen to listen to, not only mine, but Alec, Joe's, whatever show, um, on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you happen to be listening to, as I said, download. But uh, could you rate the shows? There's a little star rating at the top. Could you hit a star rating, maybe submit it? That, again, that helps us out in the algorithms. That really helps us smaller podcasts. Like I always say, I don't think Rogan or Spit Jiglets needs your star that bad. They're fine. But um, a smaller podcast, if you enjoy their content... That really helps them out. And it's the, you know, I'm like, I always say you're there anyway on the, on the platform. It's not hard. Just hit the button, hit the stars rating and that would be dandy. But, uh, let's get into this business as I'm sitting here staring at an open pack of cards. Let's, uh, and then we're going to get into a conversation with Alec. So right at the top is a Pavel Bure rookie card. There we go. So that could go over there. There we go. And then we got the, the 500 club. Okay. We'll keep that there. John McClain, the diehard fan, right at Christmas time. There we go. Of course, it's the New Jersey Devil guy, but sort of fitting, wouldn't you think? Troy Gamble, Vancouver Canucks. Goalie, Terry Karkner. Well, there we go. That'll go over there. I dig me some Terry Karkner. Oh, Ronnie Hextall. There we go. It's funny with these old cards, the glossy, they stick together. Owen Nolan. There you go. Jamie McCowan, Jamie McCowan, uh, not known as a fighter, but probably involved in one of the greatest hockey fights of all time with Ron DeLorme. Check that out. Scott Thornton as a rookie with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I dig me some Scott Thornton. Cam Russell. This is kind of a good, solid, tough guy package. Rookie Cam Russell with the Blackhawks. This is cool with the upper deck cards. This is the NHL 75th year anniversary. Oh, there we go. Dominic Hasek rookie card. This is a pretty solid pack, man. With the Chicago Blackhawks, gotta say, pretty solid. And then the classic, the Upper Deck 91-92 All-Star Fan Ballot. There you go. You could fill that in. Love it. Love it. There we go. I actually have, I have two packs of these. I got two packs of the Upper Deck here from Dollarama. So I was a little, I was a little happy with that. It wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the Swedish national cards. As I'm trying to struggle opening this, there we go. I want to thank uh, Jay from Iowa and Yuka for their packages. Um, I greatly appreciate it. At some point, uh, Yuka, I'm going to put up his envelope on social media so you can read it. I can't believe the post office just didn't bend the shit. Because it was autographed pictures, but I can't believe that the post office just didn't bend the shit out of it. Play origami with it, but he's very creative on the... Uh, on the envelope, they're probably reading it like, what is it? Who is this? Like, you got surprised that thing didn't get opened by the FBI. They're like, who is this guy? Yeah. But who do we got here? Jeff Norton. Murray Barron. Murray Barron sustained one of the hardest knockouts I've ever seen from Troy Millette. Forearm shiver, down he went. Oh, some Gretzky guy. I think I've heard of him. Maybe he'll go in that pile. Mike Richter. Oh, Louis DeBrusque. There we go. Yeah. He'll go in there. 
Dave Manson. Well, I'm just getting all the, he's with uh, the Oilers in this card. I'm getting all the tough guys here. Randy Valasek. Troy Crowder. Uh-huh. There you go. Mark Tenorti. Jesus, this is a tough little group here. Oh, Serge Fedorov. There you go. Who's this rookie? Patrick Poulin. And then Daniel Berthume, the bandit. Well, there we go. That was some successful packages, I gotta say. I'm down with that. There we go. Some 91-92 upper deck. Uh, always exciting. Hockey, opening hockey cards uh, on an audio channel. <laughs> uh, put these over. Stack these up. Put them over here. There we go. Throw them in the pile. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, guys, I mean, I don't know. I should probably, we should probably just get into talking with Alec here. Um, I do want to say, uh, if, um, you know, I hope everybody has a healthy, a healthy and happy Christmas and, uh, spend some time with some loved ones. And, um, yeah. Uh, other than that, guys, I, uh, like I said, uh, thank you to Yuka and Jay and, uh, and, and just, uh, you know, as we kind of close out 20, where did 2023 go? Isn't that unreal? Um, I still can't believe I'm looking out at no snow in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, December 24th, and we're having a brown Christmas. I can't remember the last time that happened. So, and I'm not, certainly not complaining. And we're supposed to have like plus temperatures next week. Tony, you might have dodged one here. Tony is flying into Saskatoon. I know I'm still looking at flights, how to fly out of Saskatoon at that time. Uh, but he might be coming in. I kind of warned him, you're coming to Saskatoon in January. You might bring your parka and your, and your woolies, but, uh, he might actually hit some plus temperatures here. Yeah, and, and no snow. That might be something. You, this might be the year, Tony, you finally pick the winner. You know, maybe he's bringing some of that BC weather with him or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it's good for you here. Um, but, yeah, man, what weather. Love it. Love it. I always say if I if I never saw snow again, my it wouldn't break my heart. I can tell you that. But, uh, anyway, where what was I saying? Ramble. Haven't even, I haven't even gotten to the rum and eggnog yet. Um, no, as we kind of close out 2023 here, um, kind of a different year with the podcast this year. Uh, I did do some interviews, not as many, um, really went lots of solo interviews and interviews with, uh, fellow fight fans. Um, I, I don't want to say that that's the, well, I, well, I was going to say, I guess it, that, that's sort of the way the channel is sort of going these days. Um, again, I've always said, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm never going to interview a player again or anything like that. Cause I will, but, um, it's certainly not my focus anymore. Um, it just became, um, well, I don't, you know, whatever. Like I said, I, I said I would stay positive and everything else, but I, and I've, I've voiced my concerns on that, on this, on the channel before about that. Um, it's just become like a really frustrating exercise dealing with the player, ex-players and trying to track guys down and getting ghosted and everything else. And, um, you know, and it was really starting to about midway through beginning and midway through this year, it was really starting to get to me. Um, and you just start to wonder like, what am I doing this for? Like, this isn't, this is supposed to be fun. Right. And it, and it wasn't, it was, it was becoming, it wasn't fun anymore. And, uh, you know, and it was work it just constant working, um, I put it on real hours this year and, um, and it just was getting really tired. So when your time was, you're working all the time and then when you get some time and it's limited and then a guy doesn't show up or whatever, won't reply or whatever, it gets really frustrating. So, um, I kind of pivoted and I've kind of gone away from that and, uh, the solo episodes, I mean, I, again, thank, thankfully for my lists and all that stuff. 
and uh, do that. But uh, the the uh, the fellow fans that stepped up and came on the show have been great, and that's been actually the most fun that I've had on doing this podcast is talking with you guys. And uh, you know, I'm not going to start calling out names because in case I forget someone, it, it's you know I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. Um, but the guys have been great, and uh, they're really respectful. They're gung ho for it. They're fired up. They do their research like. Um, and it's, it makes my job a whole lot easier. And, and like I said, the feedback's always been really positive and strong. And I think people are enjoying it. And cause I think when people listen, they're hearing themselves or they're hearing the conversations that they have at the bar or in the basement with the boys or whatever debate, who's the best or, you know, or, you know, that kind of shit, right? Fan shit. And I think they hear themselves in the conversation. And I, and I think people can relate to that. Um, at least that's what I'm going for anyway. And that's what I've been told, uh, by people that have listened. So, um, yeah, and so I think in 2024, that's probably going to still be the focus. Um, I know there's a lot of guys I want to talk to, but there are some players that I still want to talk to as well. And, and I'm, again, I'm never going to turn down, uh, a player interview or anything like that. If they're, if they're into it, I've asked a couple guys, like I'll still now and again throw one out, like, hey man, you interested in whatever. And if they are, absolutely, I'll do the research and we can get at it for sure. Um, so again, I'm not saying, oh, I'm never doing a player interview again, cause I, no, I will. Um, but I can tell you now they're not going to be as frequent. Um, but like I said, with this new job here, there's a new schedule. I'm actually going to have days off, um, which sounds just insane on the surface when you say, oh, I'm going to have a few days off. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you get days off. I didn't really this year. Um, so, uh, just short staffed and my, my stubbornness, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I worked a lot. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, and after you do that, the last thing you kind of really want to do is, is put more work into this, right? So, um, you know, and I, and I think probably a few episodes suffered, um, you know, without a doubt. I mean, it just, you get burned out, right? And it's, um, I, not on purpose. I always try to do the best I can or bring an interesting list or, well, I mean, the one thing, like, I mean, every once in a while, the list will suck and somebody will be, oh, it wasn't that good. Which is what I run the risk of, I always say with the lists, I discover them with you guys. So I don't look at them ahead of time. So I don't know if they're going to be good or bad. And so, yeah, there's been a few stinkers for sure. And, uh, you know, you know, but that's the risk you run. Oh, there's been a few real good ones too that have been really funny. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, you take the good with the bad, right? But, um, yeah, so, but with that, it's like, you know, you try, I try to do my best with the episodes all the time and, uh, you know, sometimes it's like anything, right? You, you do enough episodes. Well, what is it? 351. I mean, they're not all going to be five star classics. That's for sure, right? You're going to get some, some bombs in there too. So, um, you know, you just try to do better the next time. But, uh, yeah, guys, um, I just, I want to thank everybody who's, uh, taking the time to listen to the show. Um, sent feedback, who's been on the show, all the players and guests that have come on my show, um, the guys that promote it out there, comment on the episodes. I see you. I, I do. Um, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all you guys that listen. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been, it's been great. And, uh, I always, I'm, I'll, it'll never cease to amaze me that, you know, some yahoo sitting in his basement in Saskatchewan, yelling into his microphone from Staples, um, it has, well, is global. It really is. It's amazing that you could talk to people in Europe and, and Russia and whatever, Isle of Malta and, and everything else. And, um, 
yeah, it's been uh, it's been humbling and been fun, and uh, you know we'll continue into 2024. And I've uh, <clears throat> I've always said I don't know how long I'll go with this for, but uh, well, or until it just becomes not fun anymore. And um, I I have talked to a few guys uh, about a about a different pr- type of project, um, same but different. It's still hockey fight. Uh, it's still the hockey fight genre, but um, kind of be a collaborative and, um, I don't, you know, we'll see how that goes in the new year. Uh, you know, what, if it has legs or not, um, you know, there's obviously more than myself involved. There's two other gentlemen. So, uh, well, I'm not going to boy Alec and Jay. I mean, I, I think I've actually talked about it on the air. So, um, or actually Alec and I might talk about it on the air in this thing. I can't remember. I, inter- I talked to Alec like six days ago. I recorded this six days ago or something. Um, but anyway, that has been discussed in the New Year thing. Um, maybe moving away from our solo episodes and becoming a a, a collaborative show. Um, maybe, you know, at some point. Um, you know, again, it was just we were on a conference, on a kind of a group chat one day, group call, and we just kind of, I threw it out there. It had been something I had been thinking about, and uh, I wanted to see what their thoughts on it were. And uh you know, they were pretty receptive to it. And, uh, we kind of tossed out a couple of, oh, we could do this and we could do that. No, oh, oh, that'd be funny. And, uh, but that was just kind of the stages where it was at just the early talking stages. And, uh, you know, I mean, but they're, they're go they have things going on in their life too. And, uh, and, uh, you know, so, um, here I was just a few minutes ago talking about how hard it is to get people on the phone and, and everything else. Well, now you got two guys that you got to get on the phone and, uh, and I've always said, uh, my, or my feeling has always been with a, with a podcast that you need to be consistent and put out constant episodes. Um, you know, up until recently, which I've demonstrated every Wednesday and Sunday. And I think consistency is the key and that's the growth to any show. I don't think you, it's very hard to grow a following, uh, when you do a show, you know, just haphazardly every couple of weeks or every month or, or there's long breaks in between. I, I think it, it's, you, you start and stop your, your progress. Um, so I think if, especially if you're doing a new venture, um, you know, you definitely want to be a consistent thing where, you know, whatever day you choose, make sure you get something out every one of those every, every week. Um, or if it's going to be bi-weekly or whatever your schedule may be, be consistent. Consistency. There is, you know, just at the end of the day, um, so that is something I need to discuss with those two. And, um, we basically have to make the verbal commitment to each other that, um, this is the day we're going to do it. And I, and I was going to say, I, I know their personal situations and what they have going on. Um, it's easy for me when my life, when my life and my schedule is sort of kind of in stone, right? I work during the day and at night I have off and I'm home at night and it's just my wife and, you know, I don't have kids that I got to take the soccer and everything. So it's just my wife and I. And, uh, so I can, it is easy for me to, that's why we say people, Oh, how do you do Wednesday, Sunday? Well, my schedule permits me to. Now I said I worked every day, but again, it was during the day. So I had the nights to do this. So, um, you know, and like I said, going forward here in the new year at the new job, I will have like, it's like, it's one of those two on four, you know, two, two days off, the next week, four days off. So yeah. And then two, four, two, four, two, four, that type of thing. So yeah, there's some really good chunks in there. Some really good stretches where I could do some really good recording. So, um, 
so the point I'm bringing, I'm just rambling at this. No one's like, who gives a shit? Uh, no, the, why the, I bring this up is because with the four days off, I think I could do some more interviews in that time frame and kind of get things ready and I can get things in the can, so to speak, and prepared. So I could really stay consistent with the Wednesday, Sunday release, release days. And, um, yeah, so I, as far as my show goes, um, I think this new job will really actually benefit my show, to be completely honest. Um, so, but that remains, you know, again, the speculation remains to be seen. But I think uh, with two on and then four off and, and that type of thing, I think we can really accomplish some things. So, and there's some projects for the show that I really want to do that takes time to research it and I think with that time I'll be able to do that and I'd like to get my YouTube channel really humming and I'd like to do some video kind of biography type things on the YouTube channel um so that will give me time to do that too so um with a lot of the footage that I have sitting around I think I could make some pretty good documentaries and like ad player quotes and stuff like that it's I I think that that's kind of something I'm looking forward to trying to do in 2024 as well so um anyway that word salad, just yap, yap, yap. Um, again, I want to thank everybody. Uh, you know, without you guys, there is no show. So, and, um, yeah, uh, as I always say, if you, my DMs are open, if you want to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear from you absolutely about anything. Um, get a hold of me. And if you're not on social media, send me an email, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. And, um, yeah. And if you want to come on the show, let me know. If you have an idea for the show, definitely love to hear it. And, uh, yeah. That that is uh, that is the goings on here. The reason I'm kind of talking like this because it's kind of like a, a New Year's type thing. I think I'll probably have a show done before New Year, but I, well, it's twenty fourth. I mean, it's really like I guess I don't really have that long before I can get back to uh, before it's New Year's. So um, if I do not do a New Year's episode, uh, you know, have a thank. I'm very thankful for the twenty twenty three that I had. Um, twenty twenty four is uh, yeah, it's going to be a, well. It's going to be a year of changes personally and. Uh, uh, on a personal level with the job and everything. And then, um, cause you know, the other job I've been doing for 15 years. So, uh, like I said, still with government and everything, it's, you know, just changed departments and, um, you know, and I always say, I got, we'll see how it goes. I got 11 years left. So, and then, uh, right off into the sunset. So, uh, that's the plan anyway, but, um, I always, I always have the benefit, which is nice with this job is I have 90 days to decide whether I, I want the job or not. And I can go back to where I, you know, my current job. So that's always nice to have that flexibility and that kind of, uh, that, um, um, uh, landing pad, you know, that, you know, that safety net, I'm sorry, is what I'm trying to say. Um, that safety net. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, so 2024 is going to be a, you know, I, I know everybody has the New Year's resolutions and and all that, but uh, it'll be a year, a, a different year, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. And I, you know, and I definitely because um, somebody had asked me about the podcast because I I kind of mentioned I'm not it's up in the air with it and stuff. No, we're still rolling, and um, like I said, I think uh, you know maybe pivot a little bit, a little different content these last year, but. Uh, um, the show's showing growth and, uh, you know, s- slow but steady and, uh, you know, got the loyal listeners, which I greatly appreciate. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll kind of, sl- we'll, we'll keep the, we're the, you know, what is it? The hare and the turtle or whatever in the race, I guess we're the turtle, but slow and steady, but, uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. And, and again, I want to thank everybody. I always, I always say this every episode and it's true. Uh, and it'll always ring true. There are hundreds and hundreds of podcasts to listen to the fact that you chose 
to take time out of your day to listen to me um, in this show. I greatly appreciate it. I really do. And uh, we'll, we'll keep it rolling here as we roll into 2024. But uh, in the meantime, I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas and hope Santa's good to you. And uh, enjoy our, my conversation with Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast as we discuss uh, the happenings and the goings on in the East Coast League. And uh, oh, and I should say for those guys that are that aren't that aren't minor league guys, oh, I'm an NHL guy or whatever. Ah, tune in. Um, there, I you know, and hey, I'm as grumpy and old and get off my lawn as the next guy. But uh, there are some young kids that can friggin' bang man in the East Coast League, and I highly encourage you to. Check out um, the guys that we talk about in this show, um, this episode. Uh, go on YouTube and check the stuff out because you guys will be impressed. Like I said, we're not just we're not just blowing smoke. I mean, uh, no, it's um, yeah, it's been it's been strong. There's been some strong tilts, and there's some interesting interesting guys that I that I, I look forward to seeing the second half of the year how they do. So uh, anyway. Excellent. All right, then. Here we go. Here's my conversation with Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast. And I hope everybody out there has a very Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, I I think I'll talk to you before the new year. If I don't have a very happy new year, and uh, I guess we will talk to you in 2024. Isn't that crazy to say? I know. But here we go, folks. Thanks, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Connor Bedard who's going to keep it up here in the new year. As we head into the Christmas season, Connor McDavid and the Oilers are starting to heat up here at the quarter pole mark. We'll see what happens here in the new year. But download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, here we are in the fourth line voice. I got a oh, the returning guest, multiple time returning guest, old Alec from the Five for Fighting podcast. Hey man, what's going on tonight? Oh, dude, give me where's my belt? That give me the belt. I'm the fucking champ of this show. Damn it, you know, coming on. I'm, I just you know, it's what I do. I come on the show. I, I think I'm your most recurring guest at this point. So I uh, I'm expecting a check in the mail along with like a WWE style. Give me give me the fourth line voice logo on the front of it. There you go. Well, like I said, you do this show more than your own show. Fuck! I, well, I, before we got going, I forgot. I, I did a live show the other night on Instagram, and it didn't dawn on me until today. Well, I had some some personal stuff going on, which I'm going to get into once I chop the episode up. Uh, but yeah, I totally forgot to upload. I did the live show on Instagram and just you know thought I was done and totally forgot to upload it. So real good host I am. Yeah, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I said. Every, every time, fuck you, you, you release an episode, it's like. Uh, 
It's a celebration. It's like an anniversary. It's, right? I said, if there's one thing about the show, it's consistently inconsistent. You can't yeah. say I'm not consistent. I said, it's the only podcast that's bi-monthly. Yeah. You're damn right. So, but there you go. But that, it just keeps people, it's the anticipation, right? It's the build yeah, You gotta up. keep the, it's, you gotta, it's, you, know, you gotta keep them waiting on the edge of their seat, you know? Yeah, see, that's the problem. And then I'm, I oversaturate. So that's why people just tune me out because they're like, I don't want to listen to this guy's voice anymore. You know? So, you know, you can say what you will about me, but when was the last time Mr. Lazito released an episode? I feel like it's been a minute. Well, yeah, but Joe's, well, Joe's busy out hanging out with Searson and, and, you oh, know, and interrupting yeah, his vacation, two. you know. I forgot about that. Yeah, Jesus, those two knuckleheads together. But kids, you seeing all this plight? Like, you know what neighborhood you're in when <laughs> Lazito's around, you know. Yeah, let alone Searson together. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what, what was it like the old, uh, yeah, we said, I said it the other night with the uh, the old vacation. Yep, roll them up, roll the windows up, yeah, get them up. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sure the kids were just thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Lazito's too busy working the nightlife to, to do a podcast, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, fuck, I don't blame him. Maybe, well, fuck, maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe he's smarter than us. Well, he's, <laughs> got, he's got, oh, he's, he's waiting to drop the big bombshell. He's working on a big interview right now. So when he drops, oh, okay. when he drops it, it'll be, uh, it'll be really good, actually. Um, uh, cause I don't think this dude's ever done an interview on podcast. Oh, actually, I know he's never done a podcast before. So this should be good anyway. So I won't wreck well, it. For, I won't wreck it for Lazito. I won't announce it, but you know, but. What we're going to do tonight is, uh, it's, uh, you know, they always have like the State of the Union address and all that. Well, we're going to do the uh, State of the East Coast Hockey League address here. We're going to, we're at kind of the, what were they played? About 24, 25 games or, you know, a quarter poll here, yep. give or take. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to do some, uh, I don't know, who's hot, who's not, and, you know, what's going on, some surprises and who left, who's still around and, and that type of thing. Cause I always say like, uh, I brought it up in the other episode there. I said, well, Alec is my East coast league uh, guy and Jay's my Southern pro league guy. So I'm going to talk to him later. We'll, we'll get some, we'll get the update from the SP and, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll go from there. But, uh, before I'm going to, I'm going to throw something at you here before, before we get into this East coast league business, um, you know, we were kind of talking off air about it briefly, but I mentioned it right before my last episode there. Of course, AJ Galante and Daniel Amesbury announcing that they are starting the Major League Hockey Fights, which is basically uh, Ice Wars, their version of Ice Wars. Um, of course, AJ was involved initially with Ice Wars along with Charlie Nama, and they had a whatever, a falling out, a split, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to ask. None of my business, but nonetheless, they're not working together anymore. Charlie took the Ice Wars name and went the other way. And, of course, they did They did Ice Wars 3 from Wyoming. But uh, AJ has been kind of waiting in the background or whatever. And him and Daniel have announced this new league that they're starting, new tournament. And, uh, or, uh, you know, pay for whatever you want to call it for 2024. And there's uh, my long-winded intro to it. But uh, <laughs> what, what, what's your call on this? What are you, what are you thinking about this? Well, hey, I think it's a great thing. I know it's uh, well. It's been a little bit quiet on the Ice Wars front. I know it's uh, we haven't had much news about that. But if there's any chance, uh, or excuse me, if there's you know any way we could see more hockey fights, let alone a hockey fight tournament, I'm all for it. And I think it's a good thing in terms of uh, 
you know, you got a friendly little competition going on there between Ice Wars and Major League Hockey fights now. Those are going to be the two going at it, kind of fighting for, uh, you know, who's the better tournament, I guess you could say. Uh, I think friendly competition is good. I think it's going to make make the both both events, I guess, think outside the box a little bit more. How can they differentiate each other from one one another? I guess. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think a, a, a little bit, of, a little bit of healthy competition never hurt nobody, right? No, it did not. And I mean, you know, back in the day at WCW and WWE and whatever. I mean, so we're gonna have a little. Uh, I mean, and like I said, I, I'm not. Uh, I I said, you know, I, I've I've met both Charlie and AJ, and I was at the first two Ice Wars events, and I loved them, and uh, you know, and I we well, we've done preview shows, review shows, you know. You, Jay and I, and you know, those have always been fun episodes and uh, we, I know we're, we love Ice Wars and, uh, you know, I, I wish Charlie and the Ice Wars guys all the best. I hope they can continue and, and I hope AJ and Aintbury and their new venture does well. Like I said, I'm kind of, I'm trying to be Switzerland here. I'm right in the middle. I'm yeah. like, I, I want them both to do good, right? I'm like, I just told AJ, I'm like, I'm excited for this as long, just as long as I can bet on it, I'll be real happy. Right, so yeah, fuck. I, I, oh, I'd have made out like a bandit if I would have been able to bet on the uh, the other one there. But if you're if you weren't in Canada, you couldn't bet on it. Because, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we um, we had that bracket to the fucking T, dude. Did yes, we ever? We did. I have <laughs> I have made money every tournament, so I've uh, I've quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, so I mean, it'll be interesting. I hope. I you know obviously the my biggest thing is I hope it obviously works out benefits the fighters. That's the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, they can get a better payday out of it if it, you know, gets, generates more money and et cetera. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I hope, uh, you know, like I said, I hope they both succeed and, uh, you know, it'll be, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the Ice Wars guys, if they stick with, you know, if they can bounce back and forth, or do you have to stick with one or the other? Or... Yeah, are we about to get like the uh, the whole like PGA and Live Golf thing going yeah. on? You know, are we going to get some guys jumping ship to go to one another competition? You know, I don't know. Like I said, I think uh, think a healthy competition will it can benefit both leagues depending on how it goes. So I'm curious to see, like you said, uh, if guys will abandon ship and go to the other league, or um, you know. Only time will tell. Yeah. So, but I'm looking forward, hopefully at some point in 2024, we will be doing a Major League Hockey Fights pay-per-view preview show. And uh, yes. we, we have that coming. So I, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. But, uh, but all right, well, let's, uh, we'll get into what we're here for. Um, like I said, I know you're, you're like I always say, you're my East Coast League uh, correspondent and stuff. And uh, <laughs> the informant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh so far, in it, with the league going on this year, I mean, I know last year there was a lot of great tilts, and uh, this year, what in the opening twenty five games? Uh, what's your what are your feelings early on in the season? So far, it's been pretty good. I, I will say, kind of similar to last year, we haven't quite had that that kind of heavyweight marquee matchup. We got a little taste of it the other night between Darian Skio and Jake Schultz, but. Um, you know, like in the South back in the day, I think the two kingpins used to be, you know, Kyle Newber and Travis Howe. And of course, Travis Howe has gone on to the AHL the past two years with San Diego. Done very well at, at to boot with that. I highly encourage anybody to go check out Travis Howe fights. You won't be disappointed with that. Um, and, you know, Nuber was late coming into the season. Um, I, I don't know what it was, but I think he, he didn't get to the team until about two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, you know, he's back with Florida, so. You know, they just had kind of Chris Ordebody down there, who's done pretty well. Um, 
So we haven't quite had that that heavyweight, you know, title fight, you know, that we were kind of looking for, I guess you could say, to where, like, you, you want to circle the calendar and be like, look at this one, like, you know, this is going to be for, like, a belt, per se. Um, so we haven't quite had that matchup. But that being said, there's still been some pretty solid fights. Um, you know, I will say this before getting into some of the fights, and you and I were trying to look, trying to navigate the site before we got going. Hockeyfights.com from fucking grace have we fallen. Holy shit. I don't know what update they did to the site. You can't, you used to be able to be able to streamline it. Just go on there, click ECHL. Who's leading the league in fights? There he is. I don't even know who it is right now. I mean, I think I have an idea. I'm pretty sure Nico's got to be up there. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't even navigate the hockeyfightswebsite.com or hockeyfights website anymore. So I, I don't know what's going on with hockeyfights.com. They need to fix their shit. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been it's been a little weird because there's been some late bloomers. We had a couple guys go overseas. I know Sean actually Sean Allen just got in a fight overseas um, in the UK league the other night. It might have been last night or the night before. I think Paul has it up there on Hockey Fights UK's with uh, I believe it's the Dundee Stars, um, and he looked good in it. I mean, over there, I don't think Sean Allen's going to have much competition. So it's like you know he's just kind of fucking living life, playing hockey, and if he has to drop the gloves, I mean he's probably going to just wipe the floor with the guy real quick and go about his business. So good for Sean Allen to get kind of get a paycheck over there. Um, but, you know, you had Yannick Turcotte, I believe he I, I can't remember. He's in a weird league. I, I, I don't want to say weird league, but uh, I remember trying to look it up the other night. But I, he's somewhere in, I think, Europe. I'm not 100 percent sure where, but um, I've heard some people wanting him to come back in February. So maybe that's when the Europe League ends. I don't know. Um, but I know Thunder fans were. Uh, missing the void of having Yannick Turcotte. So it's been a little bit of a weird season in terms of uh, maybe guys not matching up in a division or some guys going overseas in the offseason. It's, it's the crapshoot with um, with you know minor pro leagues, like whether it's the, even the AHL or um, the SPHL, ECHL. You get guys that go overseas, and um, you can have a team look completely different than the one last year. Um, so it's, um, it's different every year, and it kind of varies. Long-winded answer there, but there you go. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, um, yeah, I know from from myself, it's, you know, a couple, uh, it was good to see Nuber come back, uh, obviously. Um, I I was really excited to see Garrett Hunt come back from the KHL and come back to the East Coast League. You know, of course, he's the all-time, I believe, yeah, he's the all-time East Coast penalty minute leader. And uh, so it's good. Yeah, it's cool that he's back. Uh, Of course, Ryan Devine. Ice Wars yep. 3 champion, of course, is, uh, you know, up from the Southern Pro League and playing in Kansas City this year. So that's been, uh, that, that's been cool to see. Um, Skio getting traded, Blatchford coming, Neil, Nico bouncing around and Collins is in Savannah. And yeah, I mean, there's been, yep. uh, yeah, there, there, there's been some shit anyway. Uh, who did Hunt yeah, it's been, it's like these guys are Hunt is with uh, he's with South Carolina and actually yeah. Garrett Hunt was Kyle Newber's very first fight of the uh, of the year for Kyle Newber. Uh, I think Newber would get the better of him, but I mean that's kind of expected. I mean how just or, excuse me, how I'm so used to saying Newber and how because those two would you know always fucking fight. Um, but Hunt and and Newber, you know Garrett Hunt doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care if Newber's seven foot tall. Um, I mean, he fucking looks seven feet tall compared to Garrett Hunt, but you know, Garrett Hunt's going to throw for the fences and he doesn't give a shit. I don't think you could ever hurt Garrett Hunt. Um, he's got a fucking chin made of granite. So, um, you know, I don't think Garrett Hunt won the fight, but again, he doesn't give a shit. And I think it was a good, good way to get Kyle Newber's feet wet again. And like you mentioned up there with Adirondack, Nico was starting the year off with, um, with Kalamazoo and then going over to, um, 
going over to Adirondack. Well, I mean, <laughs> made a quick pit stop up there in the Quebec League with Laval of all places. So that was really cool to see Nico in the uh, in the LNH. And I, I think I said it when he when he was fighting out there when he was uh, I forget who it was when he was fighting the guy with um uh, with the marquees over there. But yeah, when Brashear was fighting and all that. Yeah, like, Brashear was yeah. fighting like Nico. Brashear and Nico weren't fighting, but Brashear was fighting somebody else from Laval. I'm like Nico Blatchman and Donald Brashear in the same fucking video fighting. As that's that's something I did not expect to see in the year of 2023. We'll put it that way. No. Uh, but I will say I think him and Skio have found a great home in Adirondack. The team is really good, and they're. This was really cool to see as I've I've started to follow the team a little bit more. Obviously, you know, I follow the teams with more toughness on it. Um, so, of course, Skio going up there and accommodating um, – or excuse me, accompanying Blatchman up there with Adirondack. They actually have a section up there. It's called Section N in, in the crowd. And it's um, – obviously, it's not quite to the par of Section 102 of Danbury, but it kind of reminds me of that. These These fans get rowdy. They love their tough guys. Anytime Nico's on the ice, you hear them and they're, you know, Nico, Nico. So I, I think he's really found a, his, uh, his place. I, I, this is going to be a really good fit for him. He just scored, uh, he's, fuck, he was on Hattie Watch the other night. He scored yeah. two goals. One of them got an apple from fucking Darian Skio. So you got the tough guys putting up points. The tough guys are fighting. I mean, what's not to love about that? I mean, if I'm an Adirondack fan, I'm fucking pumped. You got the team winning. Their goaltending's been solid. Um, so up there, I, I, I think Skio and Blatchman have, have really found a solid place, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, they stick around there up in Adirondack because I know the fans already love it. Um, I've, I've, before we got going, I told you I'm a part of a lot of fan groups on Facebook just to kind of keep in the know with what fan bases think of tough guys or tough guys signing places. And, um, I mean, man, those Adirondack fans, they fucking love those guys so far, and um, it's been cool to see. and. I think Nico's done pretty well up there. He uh, had a fight with Chris Ordebody. That was his first fight back from the uh, the LNH and uh, did pretty well. Both landed a bomb. I think Ordebody landed the cleaner shot there. But, um, you know, Nico, it was they both landed a simultaneous bomb. It's just Nico's happened to hit kind of more so the side of Ordebody's helmet. But, I mean, Bucket went flying. Ordebody hit Nico like pretty, pretty square and kind of stumbled him a bit. So uh, that was a good one. And he fought another guy named uh, Coltrane Wilson. I believe his uh, his last name is. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. This guy out in Reading, but yeah, Nico's been barking at guys in the penalty box, everything, and you get the whole crowd chant Nico up there. So Adirondack, I think they've um, I think they found their guys. They found a good, uh, a solid, uh, solid shoes um, to fill after the um, excuse me after Turcot went overseas. So I'm really excited for them up in Adirondack. Um, another guy, I I will say to put, it's going to be more so kind of. Uh, put eyes on for possibly in the future i'm trying to remember the league off the top of my head and i I told you about him before we got going but connor kaspari out there in atlanta tough kid i want to say he's like 20 21 he's not not old at all he's a rookie this year with atlanta doesn't give a shit if he wins or loses he just he'll go out there and he'll fucking swing he fought like darian skio just didn't give a shit um put up a bunch of pims in the junior league whether it was that i can't remember if it was the sj or the aj out yeah, there. The, yeah he played um, uh he played two years of the humble broncos yeah in the sjhl and yeah, yeah 257 239 yeah back-to-back yeah, years you don't see 
you don't see that a lot these days. So no. you, know, you know what his mo is. Um, I do wish we got to see Spencer Kennedy get more of a shot in Reading. I know he had a fight up there, but he's already back down with the SP. So I think uh, Jay will be able to give you a better rundown of uh, Spencer Kennedy because I believe he's with uh, was a Peoria now. Uh, so that's a pretty, I mean, pretty good rival with uh, the Quad City Storm out there and the and the SP. Uh, but tough dude for sure. I, I wish we could have seen more of him. Uh, Josh Thrower is out there with. Um, South Carolina knows so that's pretty cool to see Josh Thrower and Garrett Hunt um, on the same team. And I, I will say this, folks, if you uh, if you have Flow Sports, circle the calendar for uh, the 23rd, I believe that the day is. Uh, whenever the next meeting between Florida and South Carolina is, there's um, maybe some stuff behind the scenes that might have gone on that they uh, – well, we might see a marquee matchup between um, Thrower and somebody from Florida. We'll, we'll find out, but – um, that's a potential matchup to look out for. So there's, there's still this year. There's a lot of times where there's still that potential for that that big time heavyweight fight. I'd still love to see like a Collins versus a thrower or Collins versus Noob or something like that in the South. Um, Greenville is pretty soft this year. I think that uh, at first, I mean, Savannah was stacked. I, they were looking really good. Um, but, you know, Skio going over to Adirondack now, but Collins just got his 500th game. So, I mean, good for him. Uh, it's cool to see a guy like that get 500 games in the ECHL, yep. um, especially in his role. So that was really cool. Um, I will say another surprise, though, is out in – we'll go – we'll, you know, switch divisions a little bit and go over to Kansas City. Uh, you know, you got Ryan Devine out there is doing solid. I don't, he's looked really good in all of his fights. I think he's got two or three this year so far. Um, but he's looked good in every single one of them. We'll, he hasn't lost one. We'll put it that way. Um, but I've actually been surprised about Justin Knockbauer out there in Kansas City. I'm not sure um, – if something changed, but I remember uh, he was kind of he kind of came out of nowhere last year and led the league in fights, and now this year he's only got two fights so far. So that's a little bit different to see. I I noticed that while I was going through. So um, again, kind of going back to the thing I was saying, it's, it's been a little bit of a weird season, but nonetheless, um, there's still definitely some good fights happening for sure. Yeah, well, and that's uh, and for anybody listening that's not familiar, <clears throat> unfortunately, the East Coast League has a goofy ten fight mm-hmm. rule. So they do have fight limits. So after that, you start getting suspended. So of course, like I said, we're at the 23 game mark in the East Coast League. They play 72 total games. So, yeah, uh, you know, I guess you gotta, you gotta space your shit out. I guess you gotta be, yeah. you know, you can't just, you know, I'm fighting every night or anything. So you can't get too crazy. So, yeah. So what is it after like, so your 11th fight, what happens? With your 11th fight, I believe it's you're suspended for one game. And then if you get 12 fights, you're suspended two games. And I think so on. It, it, it keeps adding up, if I recall. And then I know in the playoffs, you're only allowed two fights. Um, I can't remember if that's two fights per series or two fights total. Um, I would, it's got to be two fights total. Or excuse me, two fights per series. Because I feel like two fights total for the playoffs. That's rough. That's a rough fucking stat to handcuff guys with uh but i, I mean i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if you're already handcuffing guys with the fucking 10 fight rule anyway yeah um but yeah that's a, that's another weird rule that they you know adjust it for playoffs as well so eh, it's kind of weird i mean i know we've beat this to death and nauseam mm-hmm. and everything else and I, I always say though i would love just to sit in the room with the east coast league like rules committee guys and just be like wh- why do you why why what, what who wanted this rule one I've thing not, that's funny, uh, sorry to cut you off, but this will go right into what we're saying, is there was an article that came out. It was from, uh, what's that damn, no, what's that, Inside the Rink, I think the name is. Um, 
they interviewed Ryan Creeland, and for those that don't know, that's the uh, that's the commissioner of the ECHL, and they got to talking about fighting a little. I mean, it was just a quick one liner because I'm sure you know. I, I, Talking with the commissioner, I'm sure the questions were fucking pre-planned, so they couldn't get into too much depth or anything. But they go out and say, and he's like, "Oh yeah, there's no plans to you know put a put a ban on fight or anything like that." It's like, are, are you sure? Because we're we're fucking there pretty much. You know, you got yeah. the two minutes for removing the helmet, five, fucking ten fight rule, and you go to the playoffs. You got a two fight rule. Are, are we oh, sure there's really not a ban to talk a ban on fighting going on here? What are we talking about? God forbid it's staged. You know, like oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. This year they put in the fucking rule. Well, one, if you get two fights in the game, you get uh, automatic game misconduct after that. Um, which again, with the ten fight rule of the year in the years prior, it, it wasn't like it was an epidemic of guys having a two fight rule or, or excuse me, two fights in a game, which was very rare to begin with. Um, if I remember right, I did I added it up last year, and I think there was a total of like five times that happened throughout the entire season. Um, some stupid it was a ridiculously known low number it was under 10 for sure so it's like it really wasn't that big of a deal to begin with so i don't think that's going to affect the league or the fights that much really because no guys most of the time um especially if you're like a heavyweight and that's your role you're not going to waste two fights in a game unless it's absolutely fucking necessary um but you know the whole they followed suit with the ahl of oh don't you know don't fight off the uh off the puck drop because you know that's staged so instead of you know th- that looks staged but instead we're just going to wait the extra eight seconds and pretend like we're playing hockey or whatever and you know then then we're going to fight because that looks way better than just fighting off the draw fucking stupid so yeah, those uh, those rules we could beat it to death, but yeah, yeah, those and, suck. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, oh, well, we have no plans. That, well, yeah, you're doing like again. Who was complaining about this? Like, I, it certainly right. wasn't the players. I mean, they're you know they've just done nothing but bitch about your stupid rules, and it's just. I, I mean, yeah, you'll obviously have some fans that don't like fighting and okay, whatever. But I'm like, overall, it's like it's East Coast League. Like, what are you doing? Like, not I'm not saying, oh, we have to go Alex back Ovechkin. to Kevin Evans getting 600 minutes or anything like that. But I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think, even if there was no limit, if like it was, oh, it was 1993 rules all over again. I, no one's getting 600 minutes anymore anyway. Yeah, I still think even, let's say there was no limit. I, the max fights you would see, I would say maybe 25 from a guy. And that would be, that's an outlier. That would be, you know, a Nico Blatchman type or something like that yeah. where, you know, you, they're hungry for it. You know, even even with that, I I wouldn't see a Kyle Newbert, and eh, maybe Skio because Skio is a <laughs> he's a pissed motherfucker. Um, but I, I still wouldn't even see those guys probably exceeding twenty. Maybe I maybe they, they would get to the cusp of that fifteen to twenty mark, yeah, like fifteen so. to eighteen, yeah. something like that. I wouldn't see him going over twenty because they don't have that many takers in the. I wouldn't say that. I still would say the ECHL is probably the toughest league in hockey. Still, um, you know, regardless of the L and H up there, I know what people will say, but in terms of like pedigree and the amount of toughness there, I still think the ECHL is probably the toughest hockey league in the world. Still, um, but that being said. The game has still changed enough to where I, I don't think you're seeing that as 20 fight fucking total years anymore where you're not going to get the Paul Laos 33 fights in a season or the yeah. the, the Curtis Swanson 70 something fights or whatever. Really, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I love because I remember I can't remember what I was reading, but it was something like, well, yeah, we just don't want those guys getting, the, you know, you get a few guys that get like 30 fights. I'm like, oh, again, though, who was upset that some guy got 30 fights? Like, is anyone mad about this? Like, I don't. Right. Who uh, yeah. I can guarantee whatever team he's on, he's the most popular motherfucker in the in the with the fans. I can tell you that right now. I don't even have to know when I already you know if some guy fought twenty five times in Adirondack, you don't think he'd be the most popular player? Of course he would be. 
Well, I don't care what team it is. Oh, yeah, I, I've, I've been waiting for a jersey auction to come out for Adirondack because now I, I really want to see how much Nico and Skio's jerseys are going to go for because, yeah. believe me, folks, you know, I, I'm a, I, I, not nearly as much as I used to, but I, I do collect Enforcer jerseys still here and there. Um, and let me tell you, Florida Everblades, every time you'd go to collect a jersey, fucking highest ones were always the fucking, you know, John McCarron, the captain, Cam Johnson, the goalie, and fucking Kyle Newber, the Enforcer. Three highest grossing jerseys every single fucking time. Yeah. So what does that tell you? You yep. know. Yeah, and it, and it's just, I, and I have never understood this. Just this, these leagues and their pushback with like, well, we're not getting rid of it. We're just limiting. Why are you limiting it? Like, why? I don't. Uh, whatever. Blah, whatever. We could go on and on about that, but you know. Yeah. Even even I'm going back because I remember Adirondack did have one, and I don't I can't remember if he even played in this one. Um, but Yannick Turcotte, even their military jersey, mind you, this is a double A hockey league, two leagues below the NHL. Um, I was able to buy a Milan Lucic Calgary Flames jersey at one point, game worn, um, six hundred bucks maybe. I think if I remember off the top of my head. Look at the fucking bids for the Yannick Turcotte military jersey. That's a that's a one one game jersey. I get it. It's a specialty jersey. It's a one game wonder. Thousand dollars was the fucking winning bid for it. I show you right there on the camera. There you yeah, go. Tell me, tell me they don't love fucking Yannick Turcotte up there. And that's just a one off jersey. I, I'm really curious to see how much uh, like a Skio and a Blatchman you know season jersey is the ones that they yeah. wore all season. How much those go for? Because that's going to give you the most wear. Um, and it was like I said, the same thing with Nuber's jerseys when I would bid on them in Florida. Um, you, you know, I don't, I would always know if I was going to bid on a Nuber jersey, I'm going to have to move some fucking assets around because it's not, it's not going to be fucking chump change for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're putting in some overtime on the weekend for this one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I'm just kind of looking here, I know one of the names that's kind of absent this year, and it, and it, I mean, you know, have have you heard anything about Glotz? Is he hurt or is he just uh, not playing? I don't what? think he's. Play, I don't think he's. Play, I don't think he's playing this year. He's not. He's not on the Rapid City roster. And what I, I think what I had said before that he had the injury bug quite a bit. I I thought I was correct, but I don't think I was. From my understanding, he actually had it worked out to where I think he only played home games for the Rapid City Rush, um, at some point last year or the year before. Um, or it could have been both years. I don't think he played on the road too much. Or if he did, it wouldn't. It would only be within a certain radius. I think. Um, now I could be wrong. That was just told to me. Um, so I take it with a grain of salt. But um, yeah, he's not. He's not playing at all this year. So I don't know if Klotz is done. If he's retired, um, I don't know what the deal is. But yeah, that's um, that's a tough one to see go because that's a legend uh, for sure. He's, oh. he's, he's if you ever go look at Garrett Klotz's fight card, I mean it's it's unmatched. Um, it's unreal actually. So um, yeah, that's that's a big loss to the enforcer world if uh, if Garrett Klotz is retired for sure. Yeah, I think I know I I know there was a couple UK people kind of oh I think he's coming to Nottingham and I mean. You know, I think that was sort of wishful thinking. I mean, um, yeah. you know, um, like, because eh, he, because eh, Claude did play in the UK before, so he's obviously yep. been there. So it was like, I wasn't going to tell this guy no. I was just, you know, hey, it's possible, but it's like, I'm like, I don't think he's played this year. And it's like, you know, so I think he's finally done, um, you know, because I have a lot of miles on that body too. Yeah. 
yeah, he's a dude who's done it for a long time. And when and when he was fighting um, a lot more back in the day, I mean, we're talking, he was like fighting like the McGrattans and West Garths, guys like, you know, this isn't, you know, guys playing patty cake. He's fighting, you know, fucking heavyweights there. So a lot of miles on that body, like you said. Yeah, I mean, you know, 35 years old and just kind of, you know, you know, time time marches on, right? I mean, enough is enough and, you know. But another guy, not really in the enforcer world uh, realm, but a tough guy that would go for sure. Uh, that again, I think is uh, I think he's hung him up. As uh, speaking of the throwers, is Dalton Thrower? Yeah, I don't know. I I swore he was playing with uh, with Atlanta this year, and I think in my season preview episode I did, uh, you know, before the season started, I had said he was with Atlanta, but I don't think he actually is. Um, or excuse me, I know he's not. I thought I thought for sure he was playing, but um, he only played I think 14 games last year. So I'm not sure if he got injured or something because I know he was on the roster for the entire time last year. But yeah, so it's um it's weird to see him not playing. But you got Josh Thrower playing out there with uh, Savannah, or excuse me, with um South Carolina. So I think Dalton Thrower might have he might have retired. I will say I, th- I do think Josh would have was the better fighter of the two. Um, so I mean I guess you got you got that to hang on to. But yeah, that's another tough loss for sure. Um. One one thing that was regained from a guy coming back from overseas, a former guest of the show, Cole Frazier, uh, former Toledo Walleye player. He went over and uh, played in the U.K. last year. And I know he didn't fight too, too much, but I'll tell you what, fuck, he's, uh, he's looked pretty good in terms of uh, just being a mean – he's just being a prick out there on the ice for Cincinnati. Um, he's with there. He's under under the wing of uh, old coach Jason Payne. You want to talk about tough guys? Fuck, go down the Jason Payne rabbit hole. There you go, folks. Yep. Um but he's uh he's looked pretty good out there in terms of uh, he's he's fulfilled the rollback because you know like I said he wasn't fighting too much because again out in the UK how how many tough guys he got rolling around like we mentioned with Sean Allen earlier I mean fuck it's he's just taking a fucking payday and probably loving life out there and not he's, he's saving the hands a bit oh yeah. Um, but you know, since coming back, I mean, Cole Fraser, he's definitely taken on the role again. It seems, and um, you know, he's he'll he'll make guys pay. I know he got into it with somebody the other night. I think it was um, it might have been when they were playing Indy. Uh, somebody kept getting under the skin of them and threw it. Somebody took a run at somebody, and Fraser basically kind of just jumped him at that point and was like, you know, fuck it, if you're going to do this, we're, we'll play fuck around. Um, so you know, I, I'm a big Cole Fraser guy, so I, it's good to see him back in the league and back doing what he does. Because it's it, it's always weird when you see a guy overseas like uh, that's in the tough guy role, and you see him, and they just you know you don't hear about him as much because you know they're not fighting anymore. Because um, you know over there the league is just different. So it's good to see him back and and return to the form of Cole Fraser. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, oh, for those talk, I've had a few people get a hold of me and they've asked, and I've seen it online asked. Um, about uh, Cade McNelly, people were asking that with Fort Wayne Comets, did they they haven't heard anything and they did they release him or whatever? No, he is on the protected list and uh, he is working some personal issues out here and uh, hopefully in the new year he will be in Fort Wayne. So uh, he is still in their plans. I had talked to him the other day. So uh, yes, so he hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't jumped ship, or uh, he's not coming, or whatever. It's uh, it's it's a wait and see right now. I won't I'll say this: I, they, they definitely need him. For Fort Wayne is looking pretty soft this year. They got Sean Sidlowski, but that's about it. They uh, you know they had Dan Maggio last year, very tough dude, but that, that's a big loss. I know they got that other guy. Um, oh man, what's his name? 
It's got some French last name, so I apologize. It's Mo- Alex Mosaian something. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, tough guy, but I, I wouldn't put him in the caliber of like a kind of a Cade McNally who's really going to kind of go out of his way to really go look for it. I think it's like Mosaian Nagant or something. I, I can't even remember. Um, but yeah, so I would I would say they're definitely they definitely have a void to fill, and hopefully Cade McNally can get there because Fort Wayne, um, by all accounts, even from their fan base, they've uh, they've they they've seen how soft that that team is. So uh, it's like well, Morgan Adams Mosaine. Adams Mosaine. That's what it is. Yep. 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 That's what it was. It was like Mosaine something. Yeah. Adams Mosaine. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, and like and like you said, and for for Fort Wayne, I mean that for their fans in that town, with the way that <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's gotta hurt when all of a sudden. Never thought you'd hear the day when somebody'd say, "Oh, Fort Wayne's a little soft this year." I mean, that uh, yeah, that has not been uttered very often. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. And I mean, thing is, you know, young kid. Um, I you know, I would. It'll be interesting to see it, when he gets down there what what happens. I mean, he's obviously, you know, a little out of practice. It's not like he's been fighting here left and right. Uh, you know, it's been a bit since he's since he's done it, but uh, back, you tough dude, man, and junior and stuff. And uh, you know, I'm I'm I know he's itching for it. So I mean, it, that'll be cool. Hopefully, he gets down there here early in the in the new year, and uh, you know, we'll see what he can do at the pro level. So that'll be cool. But uh, yeah, man, like yeah, it's I'm, as I'm going through, I'm looking at the division now um, for that for the for where Fort Wayne is. And really, like Toledo doesn't have anybody anymore. They don't have Mitchell Hurd this year, so that was kind of a tough loss for them. I know that something happened with them. Like uh, they did not end on good terms, from what I, because I, I believe Mitchell Hurd kind of uh, motherfucked him a little bit on on Instagram. I think so. Something happened there. Um, Indy has has Cade McNelly, or excuse me, not Cade McNelly, uh, Christopher Cameron, very tough dude. So that's that's a good matchup I would like to see with Fort Wayne and Cade McNelly. Um, you know, possibly taking on uh, Chris Cameron out there in Indy. That's a good one. Iowa doesn't really have anybody. Um, Kalamazoo, once they lost Nico, uh, you know, and of course people can bitch about Nico all they want as Kalamazoo sits at sixth in the standings for the Central Division. So, um, yeah, Nico seemed to be the real problem there, I'm sure. Um, yeah, tell me how Adirondack's doing. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, Iowa. So that's the 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 Western Conference is definitely the the a little bit of the softer division, or excuse me, the softer conference compared to the East. Um, just scrolling through now, like Idaho, I wouldn't say really has anybody. Tulsa, um, I think they got McKee. That's about it. Wichita's got Kelly Bent, and I'm I'm down with Kelly Bent, former former guest of the show. He just doesn't have that that quite. I, I wouldn't classify him as an enforcer. Definitely a dude who plays plays on an edge a little bit, and will uh, you know, we'll drop him when necessary. We'll stand up for teammates, but I I wouldn't classify him as a true enforcer. Rapid City doesn't really have anybody. Um, Allen, all they have um, is really Michael Robidoux. But even then, um, again, uh, say what you will about Michael Robidoux. That's a whole that you can I mean you could do a whole probably separate podcast on him and his suspensions that he's had, but. Uh, more of an agitator than an enforcer, and Utah doesn't really have anybody. So the the Western Division, or excuse me, the Western Conference, I will say, is definitely more of the um, the probably the softer conference for sure compared to the East. Um, once you go in, I'm looking, and I will say this: the North is definitely looking a little bit tougher this year. You got Jake Schultz and that uh, uh, can't talk Jake Schultz out there in Worcester, as we just saw him fight Darian Skio the other night. Uh, of course, Adirondack with Skio Blatchman. 
Norfolk also got uh, Mark Lewiski, so that's another tough addition to the team. Uh, Josh actually started the year in Norfolk, but didn't really play much, um, and then ended up in South Carolina. Uh, I believe James Melindy came back to Newfoundland, so there's that. Trois Riviere, I don't think really has anybody crazy. Well, they had the one guy. I'm not sure if he's still there. Uh, something Parker was his name. It was a hyphenated name, but I know Parker was in one of the fucking portions of that. Um, came down from the AHL, but he was dude. He fought a couple times and he fought uh, fought twice in one game. Coming down and got. A, I think he was the first one to get the game misconduct this year for fighting twice in the game. So he was he was one of the few. Yeah, good thing one player did it all year. Yeah, good thing we uh, put the rule in place. Yeah. It was a real epidemic, like I said. John Parker Jones. Yeah, John Parker Parker's Jones. Dude, that's six it. seven two thirty. Holy big shit, dude, big dude. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he's still there or not. Yeah, it yeah, says he, he might... is. It says he oh, is. Oh, okay. Well, there you 13, go. 13 games, 5 points, 39 minutes. So Hey, I'll tell you what. You know who their next fucking meeting is? Is Adirondack. So there you go, folks. Circle that one. Yeah, uh, yeah well, we'll see if he's in the lineup or not. Yeah. Yeah, if he's in the lineup, look for him to maybe go Skio or uh, Blashman. Fuck, maybe even Colin Felix. Because like, I, I don't think I brought up Colin Felix on here. But that's a, uh, uh, you know, out there in Adirondack, you got Blashman and Skio. And in case those weren't enough, you got another tough D-man out there in Colin Felix, who's, uh, again, wouldn't classify him as an enforcer, but definitely a tough, willing dude for sure. So he's got another another guy to keep in the back pocket, keep that ace up your sleeve a little bit there. Um, Worcester, as I mentioned before, with Jake Schultz. That's another tough dude. He had that good fight with Skio. I think Skio got the better half. It was Jake Schultz in the early round, Skio in the later rounds, but that was yep. another good one. Um, when it comes to Maine and Redding, I wouldn't really say that there's really anybody. I mean, I, I will, Maine just definitely doesn't have anybody. I watched um, watched them play Adirondack. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And if Adirondack wants to, they could just have their fucking way with Maine. Um, we'll put it that way. And I think same for Reading. Once they got rid of Spencer Kennedy, they really don't have anybody. But the North is looking a lot tougher this year in terms of um, what what they looked like last year. So, um, you know, I, I will say that, again, Eastern Conference is going to be the one to look at if you're looking for toughness for sure. Yeah, and then, of course, the South, you know, obviously with South yeah, Carolina yeah. and Florida and Savannah. I was always, like, on a, on a fight fan level. I know when Devine was going to sign in the East Coast League, I was just like, you know, I'll be down in the South because I want to see him. You know, I want to see him take those guys on, right? Like yeah. you said, he's he's up in that in that north in the north there, and it's like, you know, Idaho, Tulsa, Rap, you know, Rapid City. I, well, yeah, then at that point, I was hoping – Glotz would come back because all oh, yeah. Glotz divine <laughs> matchup. There's the heavyweight matchup you want to see, and um, yeah, like you said, I know Ryan Devine's fought twice, and and, and that's an interesting. He's an interesting character. That guy. I know he's he's very polarizing. He's not afraid to get on social media. That's for sure. Um, I've seen him yep. in a. I I know he still frequents the Southern Pro Hockey League fan Facebook group and. Likes to chirp those guys in there because I think he was public enemy number one in the Southern Pro League last year. They, uh, you know, and he still gets in there and gives it to them. So, um, but in his two fights in the East Coast so far, I mean, like you said, completely dominated both fights. I mean, that last one, especially left hand started going. It was like, holy shit. Like, that yeah. was. One- and he had the one versus Kelly Bent and went out there ice horse style through a fucking Superman punch yeah. off the rip there at Kelly Bent. So that was really cool to see too. Yeah, his first fight in the East Coast League and he's throwing a Superman punch just like he did <laughs> in the start of... I mean, and like I know while well, Jay had Jay on the show and Jay, of course, watched him in the Southern Pro League for those bunch of years. And he even said right on the show, you watch with this guy, he's a showman, man. He, he He's always looking yeah. for it and he'll play the role and just... 
every scrum is shoving a guy or face washing a guy or shaking your glove. I mean, obviously you got to be a little more in control in the East Coast League than you do in the Southern Pro, but you know, with the old habits die hard too, right? So, plus I think yeah. for his benefit, I think Kansas City's a pretty decent team, so. I think they'll obviously be winning more games. It's a little easier to play the role when you're winning than when you're you always playing catch up when you're losing. So, you know, yeah, Kansas City's second in the conference, so they're they're a really solid team this year. So yeah. it's, it's it's cool to see Divine on that team. Um, I will say Orlando looks pretty soft this year too. Now they got Jimmy Mazza, tough dude. I'd actually for those listening and folks, I encourage uh, encourage you to go check out Joe Lazito's uh, interview with Jimmy Mazza. That's one yeah. of my favorite ones he's ever done. Um, there you go. Sh- shameless plug for Joe Lazito. We expect our checks in the mail. Yeah. Um, and he better not be giving us fucking shillings or fucking pounds that Searson might have fucking gave him. Or oh something. yeah. yeah, yeah. Want that. Give us some the Benjamins, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Orlando's got Jimmy Mazza, and that's really about it. Um, I know. I think Ross Olson actually. I think when he made the announcement, it was he first broke the news on uh, on Joe's show when when Joe did the interview with Ross Olson that he was going to uh, retire and get into uh, I believe coaching out at one of the universities, if I remember off the top of my head. Um, so Orlando's looking a little soft. Atlanta, like I said, they got Connor Kaspari, but he's a young, hungry kid. And he's not quite d- developed, but he's he's got to come into his own. He's still going to have some growing pains there, no pun intended. Um, so Atlanta doesn't really have anybody. So the tough teams to look for in the South are definitely going to be uh, South Carolina and Florida and Savannah. Jacksonville, they got Garrett Cockrell, who's pretty tough, but um, they did have Jack Van Bolkel off the off the rip in the season, but they they released him, and that was another tough dude. He actually had a really good fight with uh, Anthony Collins. I believe it was Anthony Collins or the Skio. I think it was Collins I'm thinking about. It. I'm trying to remember. They kind of go together in the preseason there. Um, but it was – it's funny seeing those two go out at center ice, but it's in like a uh, – it's like the – it was the Iceman's practice facility, I think. And it's like, you know, there's like nobody in there. But, you know, preseason still trying to make a name and make a name for themselves and still, uh, you know, kind of dust – knock the dust off a little bit. So it's funny seeing them go. But, yeah, I don't know what Jack Van Bolk is up to now, but that was another tough cat. But, unfortunately, he's not with Jacksonville. And as we said earlier, you know, you got Travis Howe, who was, you know, the Jacksonville tough guy for the past few years up with um, – up with San Diego now, so um, they have a little bit of a void to fill too out there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, I, when it comes down to I still, the old man there, I still gotta go Anthony Collins, man. That's I, you know, I'm down with Collins. I, I love know, Collins. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, and and, it, and I was really like, well, I mentioned at the top of the show there, but yeah, I was really happy to see, uh, like I said, Garrett Hunt back in the East Coast League. I'm a massive. Garrett Hunt fan going back to yep. his giant Vancouver Giants days in junior. And, uh, like you said, all time East Coast penalty minute leader and, uh, over in the KHL and for a few years. And then it finally came back to the East Coast League. And, um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, older and everything else, but, uh, you know, you know, 36 years old, but, uh, you know, is has, he really 36, dude? Holy fuck, I feel old. Yeah, 36. Yeah, he's got the body of a 19-year-old, though, being the dude's a bodybuilder, so legitimately. So, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's, I I think he's friggin' ageless, that guy. So, (laughs) yeah, and like you said, he's not going to, his whole game plan, he'll just run, he'll still run around at this, at 36 and, start shit and you know whatever like you said took on Nuber uh, who's how how bigger how much bigger than you know than he is but 
I want to say there's literally almost got to be a foot size difference. Like when you look at the, if you look at them fighting in the video, it, it's just astronomical the size difference. But Garrett Hunt just doesn't give a shit. And no, it's great. yeah, you know, so you know, so that's always you know at least he'll be around. You know, he's entertaining. So yeah, it's been. Um, I, like I always say, uh, you know, I, I sit on this show and online and everything for the last bunch of years and I rant and rave that hockey's terrible and everything else and I don't watch anymore and I don't, but um, I've always said with the East Coast League, uh, I mean, you definitely keep me involved in it, you know, keep me, oh yeah, you know, Alice will post that fight or you got to see this one or, you know, there's always, um, you know, and so for the old bitter guy over here, I will say I do enjoy watching you know, Skio and those guys. And I mean, the spirit's still there with a few of them for sure. I mean, I can't, I can't completely shit all over these new guys, you know, cause they're, you know, and I'm not one of these bitter old guys that yeah, back in the day they couldn't hang. Yeah, they could. Right. Yeah, they could, you know, and, uh, not all of them, but I, I don't think Skio or Anthony Collins or Kyle Newber would have too many issues. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not saying they'd be the kingpins of the league back in 95 or anything, but they could definitely hold their own back there too. So, um, so yep. it, it's been fun watching them. And of course, Josh Thrower, like, especially with the East Coast League, you know, obviously, well, like all leagues, but I mean, with the East Coast, you know, you see them in Josh Thrower, of course, you know, Saskatoon and watched him play junior in Kelowna and stuff. So, you know, like I said, Garrett Hunt in Vancouver and well, Glotz in Saskatoon before he retired and, and all that. So you see them. It's, it's been fun to watch. I always say their journey, right? From when yep. they started at 17 and they watch them all the way. Well, Garrett, you know, watched them at 17 running people and winning the Memorial Cup. And then now he's 36 years old and back in the East Coast League. It's like, you know, it's like, holy shit, where'd time go? But, uh, you know, it's been fun to watch the development and just see where they, where their careers have taken them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, there's a lot of people, and I mean, I know I got listeners of the show that are kind of in the same boat as I am. You know, they hate everything current, and, you know, I, I haven't watched in 10 years. Well, you know, I think you're doing yourself a disservice by not watching a Darian Skiho fight, or a Ryan Devine fight, or Kyle Newber, or whatever, or watching the energy that Nico Blatchman brings. I think, yep. you know, I, I don't, uh, yeah, they're a new generation and everything else, but... Uh, and like I said, I'm the first to shit on stuff for sure, but I'm not, I can't say anything bad about this current product, like in terms of these guys and their fights. I mean, you always wish, oh, they'd fight more and more teams had guys. I mean, again, we're, I'm not trying to claim that, again, this is the 90s or anything, but, you know, like you said, if you want current hockey and you want to watch fights and this is the toughest league going. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, believe me, if if I thought the product was shit, I wouldn't I wouldn't be as you know jumped into the deep end as far as I have. Because yeah, believe me, if you follow the show and you follow the chat, you know the ECHL isn't paying me to say any of this. Yeah. Believe me, they're not. Um, <laughs> no, if anybody would have an axe to grind to shit on this league, it would be you. I mean, believe me, fuck, I not that's a whole you know a different can of worms. But um, you know. Take and I, I will say if you if people are interested in the league and you you know you want to know where to go find it, um, it's an app 
or a program. I, I believe it's just mostly an app. I'm sure they have a website and, you know, you could look at it there, but it's called Flow Sports, F-L-O, and then just, you know, the name sports or whatever afterwards. Um, and that's where you could find all the games. And I want to say the SPHL moved over there too. And you know, you pay, I pay for the yearly subscri- uh, subscription. I forget how much it is. It's like a hundred, hundred something bucks American. Um, but you get access to every game. You get to watch re- like replays of games. It's how you go back and watch fights. So let's say you miss a fight because um, it's not going to get posted anywhere. Uh, no. If, if only there was some fucking page that could have posted fights, that would have been sweet. Um, but Somebody should you do a YouTube it, channel. Yeah, that's a good idea. Fuck, maybe I should do that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, fuck. Hmm. That would be interesting. Um <laughs> So I mean, I, I, who's who, I'm going to pretend like I'm not bitter about it anymore. <laughs> Say who's no, bitter. not you. Yeah, oh, not me. I would never be. Um, but so let's say you miss a fight or something that night, you can go back and rewatch it. So you get the replay, and I like I said, you get the SP, and you can you can even go back and look at previous seasons and stuff. So you know, you can, if you you want to fall down a guy's rabbit hole in this fight card one night, you can just fucking go back on Flow Sports and look at it. And again, I'm not getting paid or anything to say any of this, but this is. This is the last of the Mohicans we're watching here, yeah. and I, I, I bring it up all the time. But it really is. You're, you're you're literally we're in the middle of watching the end of an era in hockey, and whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing for the game of hockey, that's a that's a whole different debate. But if you're a fan of tough hockey and you're a fan of hockey fights, and if you, if you can sit down and watch the NHL every night, I think you'll have a much better time watching the ECHL because I fucking know I do. I haven't. I have watched maybe three NHL games all year. Um, ECHL, I, I I will fucking literally walk around the fucking supermarket grocery shopping if I have to and watch the game at the fucking shopping cart because I'm that interested in the league. Um, and it's just like I said, you're literally witnessing the last of the Mohicans. We just saw, you know, Dalton Thrower retire. Garrett Klotz retired. Um, I don't know what I don't, Dan Maggio, he might have just retired. Mitchell Hurd might have retired. I, you know, so you're every year it's going to get less. Less and less. Um, you know, Newber came in late this year. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking about retiring. I don't know. I don't know why Newber came in a little bit later in the year. Um, so yeah, and there's not a there's not a large generation of uh, players coming in to replace their roles. We'll put it that way. The Connor Kasparis and Nico Blatchmans are few and far between. There's not an endless supply of those guys coming into the league or you know coming up through junior to replace them. So. Um, you really are witnessing the last of kind of tough hockey, and this is the last league to really kind of do it, um, you know, regardless of the fight rules. And, yeah, it's kind of fucking janky sometimes. I get it. The rules suck. Uh, believe me, I'll be the first to gripe about it. We talk about it pretty much every time, um, you know, we talk about the ECHL. But at the same time, to appreciate tough hockey and uh, hockey fights and Everything that these guys do, I mean, fuck, give the league a watch. With the flow sports thing, you don't have to pay for the full year. You could pay for a month and, you know, shell out 25 bucks or whatever. You get unlimited access to all the shit. And it's not even just hockey. You could watch other sports. I think I, I think it's actually really big. If you're into motorsports, I think that's really big with, like, dirt track racing and stuff, which I know a lot of people like. Um, I think dirt track racing is cool. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. But um, if that's something you're into, there's a lot of other sports on there. But Give it, give it the month subscription. Watch the boys. Watch some tilts go down. If you like it, you like it, and fucking re up. And if not, well, fuck. Worst case scenario, you're at twenty bucks. I mean, fuck. It's you do the same thing if you went to an NHL game and paid for one fucking beer and you watched a shit product. So why not just spend twenty bucks on a fucking product that's going to be decent, show you some emotion, and you know maybe have some guys that drop their gloves and fucking swing for the fences a bit there. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, there you go. There's your endorsement. Because, I mean, you guys, these guys, same guys, like you said, will sit and watch a friggin' 2-1 NHL game, and it's a love fest. Yeah, you know. yeah. these same guys that will bitch about the Leafs, but they won't shell out the 20 bucks to go watch the Coast. Because it's like, and we say, you and I have said it before, there's so much more hockey out there, and there's so many more tough guys than just the NHL, and people will just, it's the NHL glasses where they just, it's like the you know, tunnel vision on the NHL. It's the only hockey league to watch, but... Really, when you get down to it, it's it's not. There's a lot of great hockey out there still. Um, it's just, you know, in the minor pro leagues of the ECHL. Yeah, and the thing is, you watch those games. That's what I've always liked about the minors. It's like these guys are hungry, man. They want to make the next level. And they want, like, these guys want to get to the American League. And, you know, so these guys will give her every night. And you're not going to get uh, spraying snow in the corner. You know, like, they're going to go in hard and... Uh, yeah, and sh- and you know, and shit. The tempers get wound up, and they, like I said, they're they're trying to make a name, right? And you're trying to get noticed, yeah, yep. and they're going to do anything, whatever their role is, they will do, right? So, yeah, I think the the just a lot more emotion is there, right? They've always been like that. That's why I've always been a minor league guy, right? So it's like, you know, but uh, well, there we go, folks. I mean, I don't think you can get much more of a an endorsement, more ringing endorsement than that, but. Uh, well, I like I like doing this. Like I said, kind of just keeping everybody out there of what's happening. Like I said, I know a lot of my listeners and stuff, and yours as well. Well, more yours. You're more East Coast League guys, obviously, listeners. But I, I know I have a lot of NHL, air quotes, NHL guys that listen to my show. Um, you know, and I, and I think sometimes, you know, like you said, you get lost in that NHL bubble sometimes. And there is hockey outside of that. And uh, and some really good fights. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm the first to shit all over the new stuff. But... I know watching at the fights you post up on Instagram and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, these guys are dropped, you know, they're going for it. So I think you're doing yourself, if you're a fight fan, I think you're, you're doing yourself a disservice not checking this stuff out. 100%, man. I mean, like, like just the other night, you got Darian Skio, Jake Schultz dropping the buckets, drifting out to center ice, old school style. You, you don't see that in the NHL anymore. Instead, you get fucking Pat Maroon who's going to hold on and throw a you know, bunch of air punches at nothing and then hold on for dear life. So, I mean, if, if that's your cup of tea, then by all means go watch the NHL and, you know, complain about it and then, you know, wonder why you can't find tough hockey. And it's because you just haven't gotten out of your NHL bubble. So, um, again, folks, even, even at the AHL level, although I will say the, um, I would still say the ECHL is tougher than the AHL, but, you know, there's still some tough cats rolling around there like, um, Alex Gallant and, um, you know, Travis Howe, guys like that. So, minor pro, minor pro is where it's at, people. I promise you. There we go. I think with that, we'll end this segment. Uh, maybe mercifully, we'll uh, we'll bring this to a close. <laughs> but I want to thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll definitely. I'll have you on at the. Well, I'm going to have you on again anyway, but for something. But I know for sure at the end of the year because we'll do a final, you know, final take on the East Coast League for the season, and uh, like we did last year. So we'll do it again. But uh, in the meantime, I uh, check out Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast and. Uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. And like I said, uh, I, expe- I expect my uh, my championship belt in the mail here. And I hope I hope it's here before Santa Claus comes. Well, we'll see. You know, we you know it might be a lump of coal. We'll see how it goes. So, yeah, fuck. You know, as long as it's not Joe's log. Oh no, nobody wants that Yule log around. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. no. <laughs> there we go. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, take it easy, man. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?